Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. This is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church in lovely Hartford, Connecticut. I'm coming to you today with a podcast. This is going to be episode three, and this podcast is going to focus on the Daniel fast. So today we're going to talk about Daniel, a character from the Bible, and talk about the Daniel fast and where that comes from. This season, uh, Lent, as it's called, if you listen to my last podcast of 2019, is a season of prayer and preparation at Hartford City Church. Uh, We believe that God is calling us to a time of prayer, and we're committed to praying and reading Scripture for 30 minutes a day up until Easter. Uh, That can be divided up into three 10-minute segments. And today, this could even be part of your discipline. And I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 1 just to give the story of where this idea of the Daniel fast comes from. Now, many people are familiar with the Daniel fast. It's been a part of churches for a while now. Many churches do it every year at the same time every year, some at the beginning of the year. Uh, This year, we decided to offer it during this season of Lent between Ash Wednesday and Easter. Um, Some people don't know about the Daniel fast. They are not familiar with that particular practice. And then, of course, there are everybody and everything in between. So what I wanted to do was just kind of for everyone, read the scripture from where the Daniel fast idea comes from, and then talk a little bit about what the purpose of his fasting was, and then how we can apply that for some relevance for today in our lives, okay? So sit back and relax and enjoy this reading of Daniel chapter 1 from the message version of the Bible. Daniel. Daniel was gifted by God. Chapter 1, verse 1. It was the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon declared war on Jerusalem and besieged the city. The master handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him along with some of the furnishings from the temple of God. And Nebuchadnezzar took king and furnishings to the country of Babylon, the ancient Shinar, and he put the furnishings in the sacred treasury. The king told Ashpenaz, the head of the palace staff, to get some Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men who were healthy and handsome and intelligent and well-educated, good prospects for leadership positions in the government, perfect specimens, and then indoctrinate them in the Babylonian language and the lore of magic and fortune-telling. And then the king ordered that they be served from the same menu as the royal table, the best food, the finest wine. And after three years of training, they would be given positions in the king's court. So four young men from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, were among those selected. The head of the palace staff gave them Babylonian names. Daniel was named Belteshazzar. Hananiah was named Shadrach. Mishael was named Meshach. And Azariah was named Abednego. But Daniel determined that he would not defile himself by eating the king's food or drinking his wine. So he asked the head of the palace staff to exempt him from the royal diet. The head of the palace staff, by God's grace, liked Daniel, but he warned him, I'm afraid of what my master, the king, will do. He's the one who assigned this diet, and if he sees that you are not as healthy as the rest, he'll have my head. But Daniel appealed to a steward who had been assigned by the head of the palace staff to be in charge of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Try us out for ten days, Daniel said, on a simple diet of vegetables and water. 
Then compare us with the young men who eat from the royal menu. Make your decision on the basis of what you see. The steward agreed to do it and fed them vegetables and water for ten days. At the end of the ten days, they looked better and more robust than all the others who had been eating from the royal menu. So the steward continued to exempt them from the royal menu of food and drink and serve them only vegetables. And God gave these four young men knowledge and skill in both books and life. In addition, Daniel was gifted in understanding all sorts of visions and dreams. And at the end of the time set by the king for their training, the head of the royal staff brought them into Nebuchadnezzar. When the king interviewed them, he found them far superior to all the other young men. None were a match for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they took their place in the king's service. Whenever the king consulted them on anything, on books or on life, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his kingdom put together. Daniel continued in the king's service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. Here ends the reading of God's word. So in this story, you see where this idea of the Daniel fast came from. Uh, Daniel and his friends did not want to defile themselves, it is said, by eating the king's food and drinking his wine. So they wanted to go on a fast uh, from the things of the kingdom or the empire that they were currently under. And the purpose of the fast was that they would seek God and that they would be able to stand out in a culture and in a society that was full of idols and opposed to the way of God. So when we fast today, we can fast for a similar reason, which it's always good to know the purpose of why you're fasting. You know, it's not really about losing weight, although I suppose that's helpful in some of the fasts that we do. It really should be for the purpose uh, of seeking God, of seeking God's justice, of seeking his kingdom. Um, and a fast should have a purpose. It can have different purposes. You, you can have different purposes for your fasting, but you should always start with what is the purpose of my fast? Is it to seek God? Is it to grow closer to him? Is it to prepare myself for something that he has called me to do? Uh, is it to help me serve better? And is it for me to, uh, you know, cause uh, God to hear my plea for justice in the world? Uh, some examples of why we confessed. Now, for Daniel, uh, he was in a nation that was not favorable to the ways of God. And in some way, that could describe almost every nation on the face of the earth today. And there is no you know, completely explicit Christian nation today. Um, America, even America, is full of idols and false worship. Uh, there's the gods of money, sex, and power. Uh, Jesus came to start a movement of people who lived in the kingdom of God. He did not come to establish a Christian nation or Christendom or even an organized religion. He came to uh, change and transform people's hearts and minds so that they could be uh, forgiven, healed, restored, and live in such a way that the kingdom of God would come on earth as it is in heaven. So let's look a little bit closer at Daniel. Daniel is like a model for how to be faithful to God in any country or society that we find ourselves in. And so how can we follow Daniel's example? Well, first of all, he didn't participate in the worship of idols. And if our idols today are money, sex, power, whatever they may be, our first step should be to choose not to participate in the worship of idols, of things that, that become more important than God or even false gods. Uh, Daniel also studied the culture. Um, it says that he studied the books, he studied uh, their practices, their languages, and that's a model for us as well. We don't have to be afraid to learn about the culture that we're in. We should learn all that we can about things that are that are part of the culture so that we can better understand it and speak truth to it. Daniel also served the leadership and he served the people. He was involved in his community, and that's a model for us to be 
involved in our communities as well, that we should not separate ourselves all the time, but there's a time when we need to engage in civic matters that relate to all of life. And Daniel is a great model of faithfully serving the leadership, even of someone who didn't believe in God, and faithfully serving not only his friends and his people, but also the people of Babylon as well. And then, of course, we can fast for strength. You know, Isaiah chapter 56, verses 6 through 8, reminds us that God wants us to fast so that we can see justice come in the world, so that people uh, who don't have enough to eat will have enough to eat, so the people who are oppressed will be set free. All of those things that God wants to see on this earth. And that's really, I think, the, the strongest purpose of a fast is to really see God's kingdom uh, to come on earth. So uh, I would encourage everyone that's fasting during this time, be it Lent or a Daniel fast, or maybe on the next fast coming up in your regular schedule or one that you're going to put into your life, that you would think, first of all, about what is the purpose of my fast? And then you would choose exactly how long and what kind of fast you want to do. And that the goal of it would be not just for you to grow personally, but uh, for God to be able to use you and you can see God's purposes in this world being accomplished uh, through your life, through the part that you, you play in that. The Daniel fast, you know, a lot of people, it's a vegan diet, as was described in the story. Daniel and his friends just had vegetables and water. Uh, we can also assume that they followed the practices of the Hebrew uh, kosher code of what to eat and what not to eat. And so that's how people structure the Daniel fast uh, today. And a strict Daniel fast would be very strict as that was. Um, other people do modifications, again, based on health reasons or health concerns or just you know what you're able to do. Uh, you can modify the fast. I always like to tell people, you know, do what you can, not what you can't. You know, people often think, well, I can't pray because I don't know how to pray. Well, pray as you can, not as you can't. People say, oh, I, I can't fast because it's too much for me or I don't know how. And the, and the point is you may not be able to do a, a full fast of just vegetables and water only, but you can do some kind of fast. And it's important to decide what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. And then uh, put that before the Lord as a spiritual discipline. And we are able to hear the voice of God, um, access God's spirit. It's just a way that we can grow closer to God uh, through prayer and fasting. So I want to encourage everyone who's doing it during this time. If you're not doing it, I want to encourage you to think about doing it at some point in the future. If you'd like to join Hartford City Church uh, from this moment, today on through Easter, again, we're spending 30 minutes a day in scripture and prayer. Uh, you can divide that up into two 15-minute segments or three 10-minute segments, however you want to do it. And one devotional that several of us have been using that I really like is called The American Lent, and it's found at repentanceproject.org. Again, that's repentanceproject.org if you'd like a devotional to follow during this time that addresses some of the social justice issues of our day and also takes us into scripture and prayer as we seek the Lord together during the season. Uh, may God bless you today, and may you be encouraged by the example of Daniel, and may God strengthen you to also be a good witness and example wherever God has placed you, in your school, in your community, in your work, in your home, uh, in your town, in your state, wherever you may be. Uh, may God raise you up today to be like a Daniel that would serve him and serve others well. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on the Pastor's Podcast.